What's up, everybody? My name is Harley Sorrells, and I am your host for another episode of Harley's Hot Seat, where we got to talk to amazing people about all of their really cool passions. And today, I have a very special guest, and it's also my first time interviewing two people on one podcast, so I'm really excited for it. But we have Lydia Mejia and Danny Mitzer. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you, Harley? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm really excited for you to be on my podcast. So for those of you who don't know, I met Danny and Lydia over the summer when we worked at a restaurant at a ranch. And man, that was it was a good time. We had, I think for the most part, it was fun at Zion Mountain Ranch. I loved it so much. Well, I think the first question is, how did you two meet? Well, um, we met because Danny moved in to a house with my best friend. They were roommates. Um, and we're actually sitting in her house right now. We're kind of um, living with her again. Our camper's parked in her backyard. Very simple story. I love it. I know you guys actually live in a trailer. I do. <laughs> it's been like a year and a half. Oh, that's so insane. What made you guys decide trailer life? Well, I was in college and um, I was listening to a podcast about um, this couple that was... Uh, traveling from alaska to patagonia in their um they had a forerunner just with a rooftop tent on it and i just thought it was the coolest thing ever and i just kept thinking about it and i was telling danny you know i really think like this is something we could um we could do yeah i don't know we didn't know what vehicle we wanted to do and i still had to finish college and then yeah danny researched the camper Uh, i don't know if i could survive on wills i don't know if i could do trailer life i like having stability of walls you know that don't move. We have stability of walls that don't move. I mean, our whole house shakes. The whole thing. The whole thing just goes... Like last week. It's a little bit like an earthquake when it's windy outside, but it's not so bad. But I think it's a lot easier than most people would think. Paid rent in over a year. No, Wait, almost two years. years. Yeah, just like crazy how much we've been able to save because of that. and Do a lot of things without the expense over our head. Yeah, because do you guys just go to, like, different campgrounds? And isn't there, like, an app? So we use, like, the uh, iOverlander app is, like, one of our main ways to find campsites. And that's just, like, a free app. And it pretty much just shows you, like, uh, campsites in your area. And what we like about that is it's, like, an offline app. So you don't need to have service to really use it. Um, I mean, obviously, like, it won't give you, like, all the photos and everything if you're offline. But, like, it still tells you, like, the reviews of other people who have been there and everything like that, too. So, that's still helpful. But then, when we're traveling, like, long distances, we'll just try and find, like, really easy places to stay for the night. So, we'll find, like, um, like we've stayed in Cracker Barrels before. And you can stay at Cabela's, too. Um, I know you can stay at, like, rest stops and stuff on the highway. But, like, the first day at Cracker Barrel was in, like... Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I think, on our way down from Michigan. And we met a couple that was like, we were traveling to Yellowstone from Michigan and they were traveling from Yellowstone to Michigan. And it was funny because they had like two cats and we had a dog. And it was just fun to kind of like talk about them and see how the uh, the driving was and the freeways and all that. But then we stayed at a Cracker Barrel in like Las Vegas on like one of our last nights before we finally got down to Arizona on our road trip. And it was so hot. It did not get below like 90 degrees. And there was like a homeless person sleeping like 100 feet away. And we were right next to an In-N-Out. And In-N-Out isn't even that good. I don't know. It's not. It's not. But, Danny, you know, how can you say that, man? How can you that say good. that? Like with all the hype. That and, like what is it? Chick-fil-A? Like people in Michigan go crazy for Chick-fil-A. But like they're not that good. 
You just broke so many people's spirits saying those places aren't good. I just hear everybody's heart just crack. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But that's really cool that you guys are able to use apps like that to find different places. Um, where's the coolest place that you've been able to stay using your trailer? The coolest Ooh. place? Or your most favorite? My favorite is Bulldog Canyon with the trailer, I think. In Arizona. In Arizona, I think. Yeah, Arizona's pretty awesome. There's a lot of places to stay yeah. um, over there. Actually, no, Bryce. I don't know. I was going to say, Bryce, Bryce Canyon, I think, is my favorite. There's a yeah. lot of free camping outside of Bryce Canyon. There's a lot of campgrounds, too. But, yeah, we camped for free just outside. and It's so beautiful up there. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It feels like home, even though it's in the middle of nowhere. But, yeah, it's fun. And then there's, like, you know, you have Highway 12 right there, which leads off into, like, the middle of nowhere, Utah, where it's just beautiful and nothingness. And that's also really cool there, too. Those are really cool. Yeah, you guys are very, very nature people, which I appreciate because I I get it. But then I'm like, eh, it's just like another another day, another tree, another mountain. It's better yeah. than just another day at work, though. You have a very solid point right there. <laughs> very solid point. Right? Like, I don't know. Me, I haven't worked... I haven't worked since my last day at the ranch, Harley. Me either. I have. It's just because nobody will hire me. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I mean, I applied at Dick's Sporting Goods, but, like, the day I applied, California put out new, like, restrictions, and they, like, took down the job. So I was like, okay, um, I guess I'll just wait it out. <laughs> Can you guys go through sort of a day-by-day sort of thing that you do when it comes to packing up your trailer and moving to a new place to setting it up? Yeah, so um, when we're going when we're boondockings so like when we're using high overlander like boondockings when you're just out in the desert and like blm land or something like that um and you're just in like a pot of land with a fire pit and you're, you can stay there some places up to like 14 days so when we do that where we move once every two weeks and pretty much like we have no rush like you have no time you have to leave we just like to be to our next spot before sunset but we usually like, wake up like Oscar for a walk we'll make ourselves like a good breakfast and then um yeah we pretty much just i mean there's not really much to do we have to put the solar panels away um make sure everything's secure we have like a bin that fits everything that our kitchen has so like all of our dishes and silverware and stuff like that and our coffee maker and everything goes into this bin and then yeah we just have to put stuff in the truck and hook up and we're ready to go it's really easy like i think we got to the point where in arizona where we could like leave one site like we could wake up and then start getting ready and then within like three hours, be at another campsite, like completely unpacked and ready to go already. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. my mind, you know, cause I helped my grandpa move like motorhomes. So it's nothing even close to what you guys, but I'm like, that thing, that takes like two whole days. <laughs> no, like if we really had to, we could pack up our entire camper in like less than half an hour. Like if it was yeah. an emergency, like easily. That is so crazy. Yeah. So when you guys traveling, if you're not really working, how do you guys spend your days? Oh, we do whatever we want on those days. Well, I don't know. We usually, I don't know, wake up, have coffee outside and... We'll usually go for a walk in the morning, you know. Um, take Oscar out. Yeah. Like, well, you, I don't know, it just depends what it is, what time of season it is. Like right now with COVID, it's like we're just doing nothing. Like we go for hikes and stuff, but we're at the bottom of a mountain range and the mountain just got like a foot of snow. So we're not driving up there right now. Um, and then the desert's just the desert and you have to drive a little ways to get to some stuff. But mm-hmm. when we're at the camp, yeah, like we wake up, have coffee and we pretty much just go enjoy the outside. Like Lydia will draw or go and like do something on the iPad. I'll go for a hike or 
we'll go to a friend's house. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds super relaxing. We haven't gotten to do that in a while, though, because we've been at our friend's house all, like since we left the ranch. And then before that, we were living in our camper at the campground at the ranch. I mean, we'd go, we'd go off in the rooftop tent. Yeah, it's been a while since we've really got to like just live in our camper in the wilderness. It's been a year. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are living your life. I know Lydia is starting to roller skate now, which I'm jealous because I cannot roller skate. But that's pretty cool. We have a roller skate rink here in Utah. And I, every time I go, I always leave with at least six different bruises. So we've just, we've decided that that's not for me. Well, I wear, I wear all the pads and the helmets. <laughs> it might help. Got to use protection, you know, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with you guys living, you know, in your trailer that's attached to the truck and everything, have you ever thought about moving into one of those, like, 80s vans and living van life? That's, like, our next step, pretty much. We were originally planning on, like, selling everything. Or not selling, I don't know. We were planning on buying a van when we got to California at our friend's house because this is, like, the first place we've had the means because they have a garage and a bunch of tools and stuff for us to use. But it just like didn't work out financially just because we're also planning our wedding for the summer. So this summer when we're going to Michigan, I already have a job lined up and that's hopefully what we can start working on towards the end of summer and like next winter when we uh uh after we're married. Oh yeah, I see. Oh yeah, congratulations again on the engagement. <laughs> Thank you, Harley. <laughs> it was fun being at the ranch and learning about it. And then, like, nobody knowing you guys were engaged for, like, a couple of days. And then we were just like, oh. <laughs> it just slowly trickled around our small community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then everybody knew. So, yeah, we really want to be in the though. Just because, like, it's so much more maneuverable and mobile than the camper is. Like, it's nice with the camper because you can set up and we have the truck. So we can leave the camper in the desert and then take the truck and do whatever we want. But mm-hmm. we want to get it to be a way where we don't have to like really go to work in that kind of way anymore. So we can just have the van and stay for a couple of days and then go like to a different part or a different place where we want to go to and just kind of like stay more mobile and see more places that way. And we want to have yeah. a van because I want to hike the PCT and Lydia's going to follow me up so I don't have to go stay in towns or do grocery runs and stuff like that. I wish you the best of luck on that hike, Danny. Before I before this interview, you know, because as a good journalist, I do research. And yeah. I remember you telling me that I Googled it and I said, nope. Nope. <laughs> I look at that trail every day, Harley. It's we the mountains that we live at the base of, the trail runs on the ridge line of it. So I look at it all the time. I can't wait to be on there. Do you have like a certain day not or like a certain time? Are you gonna wait till after you guys get married and everything to start that journey? Yeah, what was the date I said? I think it's going to be like spring of 2023 is when I'm planning on starting. That's good. Enough time for us to like get a van and convert it and figure out how to live in it. But I'm really excited because he's always wanted to hike the PCT and I've always wanted to live in a van by myself. So I think we'll kind of um, get best of both worlds. That would be really cool. I think, yeah, I think that really will be the best of both worlds, you know. But What's the really the main difference between going from like a trailer to the van? Is it mostly just like the hookup and the size? I don't really know the main difference yet. This because we're not in the camp. Like we have what like we speculate might be like the yeah. biggest difference, but I don't know. Like I think the biggest difference is going to be when like you set up camp and then like we're going to forget something from the grocery store. So we're going to have to pack all of camp back down and then drive everything back to the grocery store and back out in the desert. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think that's going to be the biggest difference. I think so, too. 
I think I d a van's definitely going to be smaller than our camper. Like our camper is not that big right now, but it's it's still going to be smaller. But I'm not even worried about that. Yeah, me neither. It's going to be so fine. I think we've been good at paring down all of our stuff. Yeah. If I know anything about you guys, you guys are very minimalists. Yeah, like you lose too much stuff when you have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. So I know that might be like the whole having to take your van with you to the grocery store is a hardship for van life. But what are some of the struggles that you guys face with living in a trailer? The hardest part for me living in the trailer, I think, is when we're just traveling around a lot with it. It's hard to find sites the first day you get to an area. So like... When we got to Arizona with our camper, we stayed at a campground for like the first week we were there to give us time to like go check out all the camp, like all the BLM lands and stuff around there. So we could make sure that our camper can actually get there and be turned around. Because like you don't want to be driving for hours on a day and then pull up to a campsite and then not know um, how the road is and find out that your camper is actually going to get stuck. And then it's like a huge hassle. I think it's also been hard, like, um, not always like we just like want to live in our camper really bad and we want to live on the road really bad we don't want to have to like go get an apartment again or anything like that so i when we were in arizona danny got a job at target because we were starting to run out of our money after our road trip and i think that was kind of hard too just like figuring all of that out because he had to be up at like 6 a.m so he could be at target by 7. No, i need to then, work at 6 a.m oh even earlier so yeah, and then I would be stuck at the camper all day with like out the car because he'd be mm -hmm. there. So that was kind of that was kind of difficult that yeah. period of time. But then we got the job at the ranch and we were really excited. The ranch was amazing. Like <laughs> we we miss Utah a lot right now. Well, you guys are more than welcome to come back. You can stay in my where I park my car. I don't think you'll want to stay where I live. I live in suburbia. But, you know. <laughs> we parked at my friend's apartment complex, our whole camper, in a parking spot. Yeah, and we slept in the camper. Yeah, when we <laughs> visited them. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, I think California right now definitely has the pandemic, you know, a lot worse than we do. Yeah, but, 100%. It's so much more real here. Oh, I know. And I'm like looking for jobs and I'm wanting to move, you know, out of Utah, out of the state. And every time I apply, they're like, oh, we're remote. Why aren't you better remote? Um, so I'm applying to a lot of like social media marketing jobs. So sort of what I got degree in. Um, and they're ranging from public relation jobs at PR firms to working for like record labels. Right now, I'm actually a kennel tech at a veterinarian hospital and I get to play with dogs all day. So. That sounds wonderful. I love playing with dogs. <laughs> You have to hop on Rover, Lydia. People will pay you to play with their dogs. Maybe you should do that in Michigan. Uh, yeah, maybe. And you can do like dog walking and like dog sitting or like you turn your house into a doggy daycare. Oh man, yeah. My best friend that we're living at right now, she has five cats. She wouldn't be down with that. <laughs> but <laughs> but maybe my mom would when we moved back to their place in Michigan. So. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There's your plan. That is what you're going to do. And he works at his new job in Michigan. You become doggy daycare. Right on. So uh, my final question for you guys is just any advice you have for people who are interested in changing their life to like live in the trailer full time or any traveling advice you have for people. You can't plan anything and you can't think about it. Like, don't think about it too much. Like, you literally just have to do it. 
I don't know. There, it, it just comes to a point when you can't do any more preparation for anything. You just have to start buying stuff and just go for it. And then, like, once you move into everything, like, you're going to have all the plans, and then everything's going to change. And you just have to learn that it's just fine, and that's just how it's going to go sometimes. But it's great. Like, it's so much fun. It's easy. Like, it's a lot easier than you think it's going to be. Yeah, I would say if you're if you want to move into a van or a camper or something smaller than what you're in right now, I would say to just start getting rid of stuff. Like we lived in a really big apartment before we moved into the camper and we got rid of so much stuff and I yeah, and it's like it's impossible to try and move in to a smaller space like that if you have a million things in a million clothes like I did. I had a Ford Escape and I'm pretty sure we did seven trips to Salvation Army full of our stuff from our apartment before we uh, moved into the camper. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can just start paring down and like living minimally, even like not just with clothes, but like in the kitchen too, you know, like do you really need eight plates if it's just like one or two people, you know? You probably don't. No, I think yeah. we left with two forks or four forks four four forks yeah yeah i think we had like four of everything mm -hmm. and that's what we still have so and your clothes too like you don't need as many clothes as you think yeah i think that would be my starting place so yeah you just kind of got to go for it i think like taking um like getting used to camping like just going in whatever car or whatever vehicle or whatever means like you have just to start um even if it's just like on the weekends I think would be a good starting point too. I think that's a good idea. I know for a fact how many dishes you guys have because Danny came in one day and he <laughs> used my dishwasher. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they all fit in there. Our honestly, our sink in the camper, inside the camper, is not the best to do dishes in. And like we used to do dishes outside when we would camp like in the wilderness <laughs> on BLM land. And that's my favorite way to do dishes in the camper. But yeah, when we were at the ranch, we could only do it inside. And it was way nicer to take it to the restaurant. I know. He just showed up one day and I was, he was like, do my dishes. I said, okay. Yeah. I mean, it saved me a lot of time. And I'm pretty sure one of the days I brought the dishes in too was because like uh, the water was frozen at the campground because <laughs> of how cold it was. So we couldn't wash our dishes for a while, like for the day, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, my my final couple weeks there so I think like the end of November to December the water went out at least 15 times at your cabins yeah oh my goodness how was it there after you left um it was different I think because after you guys sort of left everybody else from the summer so like the OG summer people started to slowly leave so then there were like new people who came and it just wasn't the same environment and like the same group. So it was kind of awkward. Everything was like eternally changing. Cause you know, we got like the new head chef and then people in front desk was changing and how they, everybody did certain things. So I don't, I honestly think, and I tell Annie this too, I think the best time of working with the ranch was, was, um, between, when Matt was head chef and between the transition of Matt not being head chef anymore and when Garrett and Jace were running the kitchen. I think that time, it was very hectic and crazy, but I think that was the best time at the ranch. I liked it at the ranch when everything was closed and yeah. we would go in and there would only be four tables a night and there was it nobody was around. It was pretty awesome like when COVID was 
like it's awful to say this like, we were so lucky to find that job right before covid hit but yeah when we were there and like we literally just had zion all to ourselves and like i would drive to walmart harley <laughs> and there would not be a single car in front of me through zion the entire way that's how empty it was that must be nice yeah yeah it, it was, was nice, nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like you'd have two tables and they would probably be staying in the campground if not up at the ranch too. And yeah, there was a time where we went over and like hung out with the person too that we had just served that was staying in the campground and talked to him for a while. And he ended up being like a ultra marathon runner and he used to do like rim to rim to rim hikes in the Grand Canyon. He was a cool dude. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely not like that during my final before. No. After. There was always people, always people, and it was yeah. always. Did it ever slow down? Uh, it slowed down for a little bit. So I think so. I wasn't there when. What day did you, you guys left at the beginning of November? Like November seventh yeah. was the day we left. I think. So the week, like during that week to the week of Thanksgiving, it was pretty slow. It wasn't too busy. Then Thanksgiving to when I left, I left about mid December was pretty busy and it just kept getting busy i went back for new year's with annie to go celebrate it with Haley and stuff and it was super duper busy and i think it was busy all the way till about uh, mid-january and then i think it slowed down now i bet it slowed down now that's crazy like yeah it was just too busy for us like at the end of our summer we were so tired from everything it was the busiest we've seen like we were ready for we were ready for it to end yeah, I bet. I know you guys were, I mean, I worked almost every day, but then every day I'd be like, Danny and Lydia are here again. <laughs> Is Emerald, are they keeping Emerald? Yes, and they fixed her. They fixed her? Good. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to stop and at a ranch in a couple months um, on our way it. home. I oh. think all of them got adopted, I think, except one, but now I don't know, because I think Ashley was debating about keeping the one puppy, but I don't well, know. By the way, Emerald, Rex, and Aspen are all still there, aren't they? Aspen is not there anymore. What? Where's Aspen? She, unfortunately, about, I think, I want to say like a month or two after she gave birth to the puppies, she got hit by a car and she didn't make it. No! That is so sad. Oh my god, Harley! No! No! Were you there when it happened? Uh, no. So I was actually, so it was the week of Thanksgiving. I was in Vegas with my family and I came back and I was like looking for Aspen and everybody kept asking me like, yes, you know, hey, where's Aspen? And I said, I mean, she's around, right? And then like two days later, Haley goes, Harley, you missed a lot. She's not, she's not here anymore. And I said, no. Oh That's my gosh. So sad. It breaks my heart. She was my favorite. She was such a sweetie. I was surprised how the pup like um none of the puppies were smart, not necessarily smart enough, but they never ventured that way. And I was like, That's really lucky because there was so many accidents um after you guys left with all the deer as well. Because deer kept popping out. Yeah. yeah. I I got hit by two deer within thirty six hours of each other, so my car got really? hit. Yeah, like they yeah. hit you. You don't hit them, right? Like they just jump out and like hit the side of your car. Thank you, Danny. Thank well, you. Nobody my, believes me. My buddy, he was moving from Ohio down to Las Vegas and he was driving down um, by Cedar Breaks or something like that. And literally a deer hit him in the side of the car. And every time I go and like, I go over to his house and he's got like a huge dent on his passenger side door now from a deer hitting him. Like that's what they do yeah. out there. They're not, ugh. 
No, I'm over it. I'm so mad. I was like, well, good thing I'm leaving. But no, I was so angry. That's so, I can't, yeah. I don't, that would have been terrible if we would have been there. And that would have happened. Like, I'm glad I wasn't there for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's definitely, it was a rough time. It was a rough time. And then we were all told to like, you know, stay positive and tell guests that she's like out roaming and stuff because people would ask her like where's mom where's aspen haven't seen her in a few days and then just be like oh don't ask me that question please yeah oh man i couldn't even imagine serving tables i'm gonna ask you that no i'm so terrible is there any other questions right. you have about living in on the road harley um no that's pretty much all my questions if you guys want to say your social media so people can follow you that'd be really great yeah, my Instagram is at the Lydia look. Yeah, you can follow me there. Yeah, my Instagram's uh, Danny Mitzner. And yeah, you can follow me there. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again so much, you guys, for being on podcast. I really appreciate it. And I love learning about van life and talking to you guys because it's been a minute. Yes, it has been. It's always good to talk to you, Harley. And thank you again to everybody who's currently listening to my podcast, whether this is the first episode you heard or whether you've been here since day one. I really do appreciate it. And if you know anybody who is interested or would like to be on the podcast, feel free to DM me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at hardj98. And I hope you have a fantabulous day.